You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. At 39 and 26, and in sixth place in the Eastern Conference, what exactly were the 76ers at the time the global pandemic hit? It was the issue surrounding the team, which had only played 19 of 65 games with its opening night starting five. As it sits in my coaching world, this thing is so, for me, incomplete. With the fate of the NBA season still in the balance, the question now shifts. After a lengthy hiatus, what could Brett Brown's Sixers ultimately be in the event play resumes? We do not want to use this at all as an excuse. The mission has been and will be we need to hunt for a championship. We catch up with the Sixers head coach on this episode of the broadcast. Hey out there, 76ers pod people. I'm Brian Seltzer. Hope you're doing great, or as well as can be. Over the past seven years, Philadelphia has gotten to know Brett Brown pretty well. He's been through downs, he's been through ups, he's dealt with injuries to all-stars, and now this. A stoppage of play in the midst of a season that he and the 76ers had very high hopes for. Not only is Brown persistent and resilient, he's a worldly guy too. In a conversation recorded May 15th, the 59-year-old head coach and I talked about some of those qualities what he and his family have been up to, bunkered down in the suburbs, and what the days and months ahead could look like. From a personal standpoint, I, I knew that when the pandemic began, none of us knew how long you know, we were going to be asked to kind of socially distance with everybody, that I, I wanted to try to find a rhythm to my day. You know, I really wanted to find personally a routine. And the routine goes something like this. I, I get up very, very early. Um, and go immediately for like long, you know, several hour power walks. I have the fittest dog in Philadelphia and, uh, my wife accompanies me on our walks, uh, more than she doesn't. I love spending time with her, but just try to get up and get going. Um, come back to the house. Usually at that stage, you know, the kids are waking up. I am the cook of the house, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Some of it is because I really enjoy it. 
Another part is I feel like I don't have to clean once I do cook. And so there's a little bit of a selfish trade-off. Um, and then you get it going into hoops, you know, and the day, the day jumps, like you're on Zoom calls a lot. Um, we can get into like what the routine and, and rhythm has been with my team and, and coaching staff uh, if you want to, you know, go down that path. But in general, you know, you're there for hoops. And then I get a driveway uh, with a basket that I spend a ton of time with my 15-year-old wannabe point guard son, Sam Brown, and just love that. Um, amazingly, he still listens to me. And, uh, you know, I take out my anxiety and frustrations of not coaching on him, which is even more amazing that he lets me do what I do with him and have enjoyed, you know, that experience. I got a Georgetown daughter down in Georgetown. Sadly, she'll miss graduation, but she's, uh, she's a wannabe dentist. She's down there trying to finish up with that side of it and move on to, uh, to dental school. And we just play, you know, touch tag with family and do tons with hoops. I'm always with Elton Brand. And bam, you know, at that stage, it gets to be nine at night, and I'm close to being ready to go to bed. You know, you are a public figure, and obviously everyone, when you speak, wants to hear about the basketball team and, and how it's doing and that sort of thing. But in the context of today's world, that anecdote about your daughter and not being able to experience a traditional graduation, regardless of what school it's from, that's a major milestone. For her not to be able to experience something like that, that's a touch point of how this whole situation is affecting everyday people in their everyday lives. Have you guys talked at all as a family about how you're going to celebrate at some point? Um, it, it's come, it's come slowly. And, you know, at some point it'll, it'll be, uh, it'll be more formal. I'm sure there will be a real graduation, you know, next year sometime or whenever Georgetown you know, decides to do it like many of the universities, but just the, to your point, like something like that, you know, is, is stolen and it's a, it's a really, it's a minnow compared to what's really going on with everybody. But to your point, it does affect, and, and way more than hoops, all of us in different ways. And her not being able to graduate is a fair example. Um, you know, as a family, we, we've we acknowledged that we, we intend on doing something special for her and, and as a family. But it's probably just in general to the family question, that has been elite. It's, it's a thing that I've just, I, I can't, you know, tell you that how much personally I've enjoyed being with my family. You know, you're 59 years old. Uh, I've got an amazing wife and we got kids that are still under one roof and I'm going to lose them quite soon. And so I'm enjoying this, you know, next few years while I got them. That's great. So now more to the mundane, the basketball stuff. You are as compartmentalized a coach as it comes. We've learned that over the last seven plus seasons can you walk me through the week with your staff, how you've structured it, what you hit when you're going through the work week right now to make sure that your group is staying prepared? Yeah. Um, and I'll try to make this as, as detailed but quick as, as I can. Um, when, the, when the demise, when the instruction, you're not playing, happened, we jump quickly into, okay, go back to my routine thing. Now what? And I set up my staff like an NFL staff is offense and defense and special teams and so on. Uh, different coaches are responsible for different parts of that equation. Um, I put out a syllabus right from the get-go of this is how we're going to walk down this pandemic. And these are the areas that we're going to focus on. 
And, and it, it, it's a, something as simple as like, what did we do well? What didn't we do well? Why and why? And when you ask that question and you take deep dives analytically and then apply it to what drills do you do? And then it's supported by video clips. Then it gets into, you know, specifics with individuals. Then it creeps into how do you sub the team? What are the best player rotations? And it can go on and on and on. And so the past two months with my bench coaches and the peripheral staff, which represents strength and condition coaches, it represents analytics people, the sports performance side of it all. It's deeper than just looking down at three, you know, me and three bench coaches. It's, it's all encompassing. And so for the past, what is it, eight weeks, you know, seven weeks, you know, we've walked down those topics on a Zoom. You know, Zoom is obviously a huge uh, benefit. None of us should think like this isn't going to carry forward in some way on how the world does business, which I think is an efficient, good way to do it. And, you know, you can share videotape on screen. I can take a mouse and like move an arrow around and we're all like looking at the same thing. We really don't have to be in a room. And in many ways, you know, the distractions aren't as frequent and uh, you can cut to the chase. And so I'm unapologetic about the forum of which we've taken that syllabus that I've just explained and walking down offense, defense. And then we're, we're about three, we're done offense. We're about three quarters of the way through defense. And, you know, along that, those paths, you get into special situations, you know, catch shot, need two, catch shot, need three. You know, do you call a timeout and advance the ball? Uh, do you challenge? We're all learning about the challenge rule now in the NBA. When is it a good time to challenge? Something as granular as that. Um, I do that with, you know, my bench coaches. And then I got a separate side of it where we do the same thing with the development coaches. And, you know, we dig into the individual player. What's Matisse got to do to get better? What does he do well? What does he need to improve on as an example? And, you know, we go through that granular, like bit by bit, whether it's pick and roll offense or, you know, swing, step, slides, defensively, whatever it is, it is. But it's incremental, it is systematic, and we've walked through, whether it's bench coaches or the development of my players, with that type of, uh, of format. Um, you know, with the players, I'm always texting or FaceTiming, you know, just checking in more than anything. Uh, with the team, uh, there is no such thing as over-communication. Um, and then, you know, from time to time, we have our team Zoom stuff and I really enjoy seeing their faces. I know Tobias has uh, organized as the, the uh, I guess, bartender team happy hour, um, which the coaches weren't invited to and I don't blame them. Um, you know, it's like all those things, Brian, are going on that, that really has made me feel like if somebody says it's go time, that the, the go we will, we will, we will be prepared to uh, try to prepare to win a championship. You know, that's still the bottom line is trying to put ourselves in a position to do that. To that note, we kind of live in imperfect times these days. I would love to play a game of in a perfect world. So let's fast forward. Who knows when it would be, but let's say the 76ers are taking the floor for game one of the NBA Finals. In your mind, when you map that out, what does the team look like? Who's on the court? Who's doing what? What are some of the things that you've tried to play out in your mind getting ready for this? I mean, I'll go like global instead of granular. Let's just start with Joel. That he's in the best shape of his life, that he is just going rim to rim, 
and the team around him, the teammates around him understand, like, how do we help him? How do we get him the ball? In general, that's it. Joel, be Joel. If he's got his fitness base and he's got that type of attention and we and me as a coach do a good job of using it the way that we should, he's the best big man in the NBA and as dominant as they come. Uh, ben Simmons, you know, we've learned over time that, that, that he, it, it's more than here's the ball, Ben, dribble at 1,000 miles an hour and go ahead and beat five guys. Like that environment, he's got way more to offer and give. And I've taken him off the ball as the season has unfolded and dribs and drabs in previous year's playoffs as well. And so this year we've done it more and more and more. Um, he's, he's so gifted and, you know, you, none of us can forget – as a two-time All-Star, I think a prospective defensive player of the year, a max contract guy, and he's 23. Like he, it, it, it's a young age. It's a really young age. And so Ben's utilization, me doing a good job, a better job of like using him in different environments to tap into all the skills that he had, it would look something like that. You go to Jay Rich, you know, it's that dog defensive player uh, putting him on the side of the floor where he can turn corners and score like I know that he wants to really tap in him into him where I think he has the most ability to offensively impact the game. Uh, you get into Al Horford, Tobias's growth as a defensive player and continuing to promote him as a scorer and placing him in those floor spots where he can hunt threes and do some of the things that we've seen him do. You know, all those things interest me. And, you know, instead of going through like everybody's roadmap, those are probably the high level things, um, the excitement that we all have in seeing what's happened with Shake and Ferg, you know, the excitement we have in drafting Matisse and that bounce, that pogo stick bounce, that, that he has the tenacity of a Mike Scott, um, you know, the excitement of getting those two new players in at the All-Star break and Glenn Robinson and Alec Burke and you know, all those things, I think, add up to what you wished it could look like, would look like, if somebody says you're playing again. More about cooking, TED Talks, and tunes with Brett Brown in about 15 seconds. In this time of social distancing, NovaCare Rehabilitation is offering physical therapy from the comfort and safety of your home through their new tele-rehab program. NovaCare will virtually bring their services to you so you can heal, build strength, and get back to the things you love. Telerehab lets you easily connect with one of NovaCare's licensed therapists through web-based technology that's HIPAA compliant. For more information, visit novacare.com. Now back to more with Brett Brown. If you're up for it, as we begin to wrap up, a couple quick rapid-fire quarantine questions for you. I hate this game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll we'll try to make it tolerable. I'm not going to say the best meal you've cooked, the most challenging or fulfilling rewarding meal that you've cooked for your family so far i'd go with the uh potato gnocchi and pink sauce as as um a challenge you know this the the simplest and one of my favorite is just basic crock pot beef stew like you can't go you can't screw up a crock pot (laughs) Uh, but i say the potato gnocchi with pink sauce and pulling that off was a challenge and i was quite proud how it came out Best TED Talk? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, I, I think that he's just a star, you know, and I'm so fascinated um, um, by just, like, how he thinks, how he presents. There's a doctor, if I can have a second choice, uh, Larry Brilliant, who on TED Talk 2006 talked, talked about 
you know, expect the pandemic, expect some, this 2006. And like you start going through it and you start learning about, you know, what happened in 1918 with the Spanish flu and it is eminent. None of us can say, oh my goodness, I can't believe that there's a pan Like th this, this was well-documented uh, by also Bill Gates, you know, wow. And so the TED Talk world for sure has influenced uh, my time. Um, I get into like a wide variety of just go-to websites so I can get some perspective on my version of the truth. And it equals something like BBC News, uh, Al Jazeera. I, I do the Fox CNN thing as I should. I jump on into the South Pacific, you know, the age uh, out, of, out of Australia and find like some, even the, there's a, chi there's a the chi China Global, you know, it's a, doc, uh, a website on their version of the truth. Um, all of it interests me. And uh, from that vision line, I make my own decisions. What's on your playlist? What music are you listening to? Been going hard at Van Morrison, uh, just really getting into Van Morrison even more. Um, there's an Australian uh, uh, musician, Paul Kelly, uh, that is, is, is excellent. Just the, a great storyteller. You know, like I got into Dire Straits, uh, Mark Knopfler a lot in my earlier life and still just appreciate his ability to tell stories. It's a thing I love in Bruce Springsteen. And, uh, you know, some of those musicians have uh, beat up on my Spotify list. I don't know if you saw this, but recently Springsteen released a live recording from, I want to say it was the final night of maybe a five or six show run that he played at the Meadowlands during the summer leg of the River Tour, which would have been 1981. I don't know if you heard about that or listened to it yet. And you know what? I have heard about it, but... I, I have not listened to it. I've heard about it. It would interest me very, very much. He, I mean, I grew up with him. My, my roommate in Boston University was from Freehold, New Jersey. And so, you know, many, many, many times, Jersey Shore, Freehold, like that connection got me going. And it was like the start of the Born to Run album jumped out my senior year in uh, high school. So here's my circuitous way of hopefully asking a somewhat poignant question at the end of this long-winded point. I'm listening to this recording from the River Tour, and Springsteen and the band, they've already played 27 songs, and they stay out there for one more 28th and final song in the encore, and it is a total all-out, put-your-pedal-to-the-floor, 15-minute medley of all these Detroit Motown songs. Anyone who's a fan enough of Springsteen or have heard any of his live shows from that era know the medley that he does. And the recording of the show is so good, so pristine. You can hear Springsteen panning, gasping for air, trying to catch his breath. He is leaving everything out there like he's going for his last gasp. And so I'm thinking about this. I know that you're a fan of his, and he is so relentless as a performer. And I feel that when we look back on your time here with the 76ers, there's 100% a relentless aspect to your job approach as well. Is that part of the reason why you feel like Springsteen's music resonates with you? Is there a connection there, a shared trait or quality? Um, he, he, he's a snapshot to a bunch of great things for all of us. And I'll get specific as it relates to what I see. Um, let's start with, he's an amazing shape. Like he really, 
to, to live a life as a rock and roll person and the fame and the fortune and the travel and still have a level of health. You know, he, he, he reads and seems to be a great family man. You look at his children, like how his children have come out. You would think like that's really hard to do. And you'd have to say his health must be a great starting point. Then you get into like the passion. He loves what he does. He must. He, he must. And then you get into like he's smart. He's, he's, he's really detailed and creative and smart. And so you weigh those few things up. And to your point, like the last song of probably like a three-hour concert, like he just brings it. And, you know, you see it in his face. You, you look at him, he's just drenched in sweat. Like I had a great experience looking at him on Broadway a year ago. And like, it's like he's in your living room and you're just blown away. And his wife would come out, you know, and, and, and accompany him from time to time. But he's really just telling stories in his living room. And um, I could talk about him for a long time. Um, you know, just from afar, there's just a tremendous respect of how he's lived his life and how good he is. And, you know, like, like all of us, he, he's getting older. Um, a stud. We'll leave it at this. You always talk so affectionately and passionately about the fans of Philadelphia, 76ers fans. The floor is yours. You got a message for them? I mean, just you're so grateful. And let's just go to our home record for the passion and the oomph that, that you give us. It's, uh, they wear their heart on their sleeve. Uh, they, they, they're real. And, uh, you know, there's an element where they're, they're, they're on you. Um, and it's a good thing. It's just, it's a, it goes back to that thing we just talked about, that passion. Like, that's a good thing. And um, we, we miss our fans. So stay safe and well. And uh, I'm glad to have the opportunity to say that. Well put. Coach Brown, great to hear you. Even better to see you. Thanks so much. See you, ma'am. From Crock-Pot favorites to Neil deGrasse Tyson and his hopes for the 76ers should this season resume, Excellent to hear from Brett Brown. We've been trying to put out as much fresh content as possible here on the pod feed. If you missed some of our episodes and shows released this past week, certainly encourage you to go back and check them out. We had a new edition of Posted Up presented by Caesars Online, profiling Tobias Harris. And in the newest episode of Tom's Talks with Tom McGinnis, he catches up with Ed Pinkney, the former Villanova standout, who's gone on to be a coach and scout in the NBA and even, if you remember, a television announcer with the 76ers. So again, that's some of the new stuff on our pod feed from this past week. I'm Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. Stay safe and healthy out there. And thanks, as always, for listening. See ya. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. 
From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.